In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. From the epistle. These are they which came out of great tribulation, and have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. The Feast of All Saints celebrates the unknown saints, those who do not have their own day on the calendar. It highlights the tension between the historical and biblical meanings of the word saint. Historically, the church came to identify certain luminaries and give them the formal title saint. However, in the Bible, each and every Christian is a saint or holy one. For each Christian has been set apart by God and given the gift of the Holy Spirit. One problem with the idea of saints as superhero Christians is that it makes them seem completely other than us. It is rather common for Christians to say something like, I'm no saint. Yet a person with a formal title of saint is merely another Christian who is a little further down the same road that we are all walking on. Apart from becoming a saint, apart from becoming holy, we cannot attain to the resurrection and the life of the world to come. As Hebrews says, quote, pursue holiness without which no one will see the Lord. The tension between saints as a chosen few and saints as all of the chosen is brought out in the lesson from Revelation. St. John saw 144,000 of all the tribes of the children of Israel. They were sealed by God and thus saved from the judgment that is coming on the earth. 144,000 is a symbolic number. It represents the fullness of Israel. In the vision, the 144,000 become a multitude, which no man can number, of every nation and kindred and people and tongue. This shows how, in Christ, the fullness of Israel has come to include multitudes from all nations. The multitude which no man can number is the whole church, and each and every member of it is a saint, a holy one. St. John is told, these are they who came out of the great tribulation. The symbolism and language of this passage suggests two meanings. On the one hand, these are they who have come out of some particular tribulation. On the other hand, these are every single Christian who attains to the glory of the world to come. For every Christian participates in the great struggle against the world, the flesh, and the devil. And every Christian hopes to triumph through faith in Christ and stand among that multitude. The passage suggests 
that holiness requires tribulation. The saints of the church always triumphed through opposition or adversity. They overcame an enemy, maintained their faith unto death, or stood for truth against an onslaught of falsehood. In other words, these are not they who lived a trouble-free and easy life. Holiness, it seems, requires a battle. We recently were visited by two holy men, Bishop Allen from South Africa and Bishop Wilson from South Sudan. Their ministries are full of stories of struggle against evil and opposition. In their daily ministries, they combat overt Satanism, active idolatry, and militant foes. Through their ministries, Jesus is healing the sick, vanquishing the demons, and raising the dead. Where is this battle to be found in America? Where is the evil one here? Where is our great tribulation? The enemy's presence here is more subtle. Our tribulation is precisely that the enemy is hiding. He is busy trying to convince us that there is no need to fight. Everything about our consumer and media culture teaches us to pursue a life of pleasure and ease, to eschew the agonizing struggle. Why would the devil bother with a frontal assault when he can buy us off with a few creature comforts or a little more convenience? Our apostolic friends from Africa brought us two distinct messages. Bishop Allen said at this service very poignantly, God loves you very much. Bishop Wilson said, you need to fast and pray. These are complementary messages. God loves us very much and therefore wants much more for us than what we typically settle for. We need to engage the battle against apathy and lethargy and compromise. We need to learn to hunger and thirst for righteousness. The temptation in America is to use faith as a way to sort of manage life. Rather than renouncing everything and following Christ, we are tempted to keep everything and retain Jesus as a kind of coach or manager. We will seek his aid or advice or comfort when needed and hasten to him in time of crisis. But we will retain the right to reject his counsel if it seems too difficult in a given circumstance and also reserve the right to complain when we deem his crisis intervention to be insufficient. Our temptation is to be consumers of God rather than servants and worshipers. We are planning a building project and a capital campaign. 
as we begin, God is reminding us that a larger building is only necessary for a greater and more far-reaching ministry. And a greater ministry can only be carried out by a church that is prepared for it and willing to engage the battle in a more committed way. God has great things planned for our church. He has put us here to be a sorely needed witness for Christ, for the faith once delivered to the saints at just the time when our culture most needs it. He has put us here to call people to a deeper commitment and more profound experience of the life of prayer, to call people to move beyond the shallow spirituality of our age, to grow out of childhood and into maturity. The ministry to which God is calling us must begin with our own renewal in the faith. We must fast and pray and gird ourselves for the battle. We have set aside Wednesday as a day of fasting and prayer in our church. We are asking our members to fast and pray together for renewed repentance and increased faith. Let us each fast and pray and ask, what needs to change in my life? What is God calling me to do? What is my part? in this ministry. Let us pray that God will show us how to reach out in new ways and send people to us who can be saved and brought to maturity through our ministry. Let us each pursue holiness and fulfill our vocation to become what we in fact are, the saints and holy ones of God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost.